I don't think it was 10 days that shook the world, but <laughs> we'll soon find out. You are listening to WCBN FM Ann Arbor. The show is Gray Matters, the weekly news and media talk show. My name is Dick Whaley. And I'm Jim Dwyer. My, what a what a week. Well, yeah, three days of just blaring headlines and somewhat odd developments. Uh, well, just today there's three quick new yeah. developments. Sort of, uh, I don't pay attention to Trump's tweets, so I don't Well, no, those don't them. count, but uh, various media outlets are reporting that Pompeo knew about the Ukraine call and was one of the listeners in. Uh, so that raises questions about... Is he involved in the decision to deep six it in the uh, heavily coded sure. uh, vault where um, national security secrets are kept rather than simply embarrassing ones? Um, Giuliani's been subpoenaed, of course, by several committees for documents. And uh, Trump apparently uh, was in a phone call with the prime minister of Australia, encouraging him to collaborate with Bill Barr about uh, what are the true origins of the Mueller investigation. Well, that was what you know caught my eye on the released uh, report by the um, uh, whistleblower. Wouldn't it be a, an amazing development if the whistleblower turned out to be Mike Pence? <laughs> uh, I don't think Mike Pence has a nerve in him. Well, he, he he he's probably maintaining is, erect posture and the bobblehead expression of under the, yeah he's under the bus as we speak. Trump seems to be trying to implicate him somehow. It's strange. Well, um, speaking of under the bus, my thought for last week was uh, at one point one of the questions was, well, did you know White House aides sort of throw Trump under the bus by uh, encouraging him to release the transcript of the phone call with the Ukrainian president? And to which I would say, no, he drove the bus right over himself. Yeah, he did. I mean, clearly got out, ran in front of the bus, laid down in front of it, and then got back in and drove over himself. Well, he wanted to change the momentum of the impeachment story. He's done that before. And, of course, what he does is he comes up with this talking point uh, um, plan that's, well, vicious and disciplined. It's right out of the uh, school of Richard Nixon. Um you know the the call itself is is more than a little bizarre, um, because Trump doesn't seem to be all that well informed about a lot of things. Like he he keeps talking. Well, he mentions CrowdStrike at one point, and he but they're seemed, like incomplete sentences, and yeah. they don't really present a, an actual program or like this is what I specifically want you to look into. Right, and CrowdStrike is an American cybersecurity firm. It's not Ukrainian. Trump seems to be under the impression that it's Ukrainian, and he even mentions it right before he brings up Robert Mueller telling Zelensky, I hope you watched the hearings yesterday. And I'm like, why would the president of the Ukraine, who's really, I mean, he's a kind of a novice, no experience. I mean, this guy was a reality television star. I think he's in his late 30s. And you can tell from the... Uh, you know, from the, the the content of the conversation, that he's flattering Trump quite a bit. Oh, he mentions he doesn't this, even know what to say. He mentions a previous stay at one yeah, of the hotels. Exactly. When I, know, I was, I know in, he likes that. When I was in Central Park, and perhaps we can meet in Poland. And 
Oh, yes, I have met Giuliani. I haven't met him, but one of my aides met him. Uh, of course, Giuliani, Mr. Nosferatu, um, uh, his role in this is, is very strange. But does, I, does he have any grandchildren out there who are like, um, Grandma, um, or whoever Grandma is, fourth wife or whatever, um, he, he needs some help. Yeah. This is not a guy who should be in front of a TV camera. And he's not going to get it from his most recent wife either. Like, it was interesting that just a couple of weeks ago That's he a filed a divorce. divorce. Right. You know, another messy divorce. Oh. I think him and Trump are, are having a, uh, a competition <laughs> in that realm. But this, is what, this is what Giuliani said. This is, this is absolutely incredible. I tracked this down. I knew it would come back to bite Giuliani. Um, this is from the 10th of May, uh, 2019, uh, which means that the events occurred on the 9th of May. And uh, it's reported that Giuliani, Mr. Trump's personal lawyer, is encouraging Ukraine to wade further into sensitive political issues in the United States. Yada, yada, yada. This is by Kenneth Vogel. And here's the comment that's just absolutely bizarre. Of course, it mentions Joe Biden. Um, says uh, Giuliani plans to create the remarkable scene of a lawyer for the president of the United States pressing a foreign government to pursue investigations that Mr. Trump's allies hope could help his reelection campaign. Here's what Giuliani said. We are not meddling in an election. We are meddling in an investigation. Which we have a right to do, <laughs> Mr. Giuliani said in an interview on Thursday when asked about the parallel to the special counsel inquiry. We have the right to meddle in the—I mean, it, it, it's absolutely bizarre. He's admitting that they're meddling in the investigation <laughs> and asserts that they have a right to do so. And yes, the United States has meddled in elections uh, in other countries, but it's usually been done— Covertly by the CIA, by the intelligence agencies, and not, and not as necessarily like an announced policy yeah. uh, standpoint. Not a, not necessarily the policy of the president of the United right. States. In other words, in, when uh, the uh, Dulles brothers were operating the CIA in the in the sixties, fifties, and sixties, through Richard Helms, who was uh, relieved of duty by Richard Nixon because he wouldn't go along with the cover up. Mm. Um, he was kicked upstairs. They gave him a, a sinecure and said, why don't you become the ambassador to Iran? Uh, but, I mean, the CIA was doing election interference, no question about it. It, it always involved communism, of course. Mm -hmm. Any, you know, Henry Kissinger, what's his famous comment? Oh, we can't allow a country to go communist through the negligence or ignorance yeah. of its own people. The irresponsibility, irresponsibility. of their own people. Yeah. And that was in reference to <clears throat> Chile. Now, I think that under Nixon, there clearly was election um, shenanigans. Of course, as a candidate, we now know that he seems to have interfered in the Paris peace talks in 1968. Mm -hmm. uh, something that Johnson suspected him of at the time, by the way. But, um, yeah, this, this role of Giuliani is exceedingly strange. Um, and I don't know if 
you know what where William Barr is on this. Well, There's another one. Yeah, like... but before we get on to Barr, I mean, <laughs> a question I have, I'm sure others have this as well, is why would Trump send Rudy to the Ukraine to investigate corruption rather than use all the elements of the executive branch at your disposal, such as the FBI or the Department of Justice? Surely there must be some sort of agency through whom these things are actually done just as a matter of procedure. Well, Why I send your own personal lawyer. Sure. And in the world of spookery and spy uh, competition between the United States and uh, the Soviet Union, the former Soviet Union, which is now Russia. So remember that Putin is a spy, was a spy, KGB uh, officer. Um, the. The Hall of Mirrors, the Wilderness of Mirrors, I think that was a phrase that James Angleton used at one point, uh, can be very confusing. My sense about all of this, by the way, is that this Ukrainian angle is not even um, – Ukraine is not even involved. This is actually a Russian mm -hmm. disinformation campaign that's used to deflect blame from them and – Trump. Well, that's part of that's the yeah. conspiracy that Trump he's also trying it. to, you know, continue to support. Yeah, and Trump believes it, and it feeds into his ego, and it feeds into his his uh, slip ups that he's had. Oh, the Russians aren't involved. You know, I don't trust my own intelligence here in the United States. CrowdStrike, by the way, was was uh, uh, determined that the Russian intelligence agents were involved in hacking the DNC. That was reaffirmed by U.S. intelligence that looked into it and Robert Mueller. Yeah, the Mueller report has extensive, detailed, specific yeah. days, names, and places of uh, contacts and intermingling. So it's, it's all right there. And you know that Donald Trump has never read the Mueller report because he was issuing tweets the day he was testifying, which, of course, is the other thing that's so interesting about this phone call it's the right the day after it's the day after Woo, dodged a bullet there hey back yeah. to the game back um to, yeah apparently i can do yeah. this stuff he's a he's a he is a uh, recidivist he's he's a cheat he, he gets away with something he does it again it's habitual criminality that's what he is look at the time of the call 903 it's the first thing he does that day and he calls up Zelensky and says, oh, I, you know, like I said, I hope you saw the hearings. And Zelensky's probably going, huh? Yeah, there's considerable time zone difference. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I didn't sit down with my nutter butters. Have and to TiVo that one. <laughs> watch the hearings. Uh, so uh, it, it's very strange. And, of course, he eventually invokes Giuliani and Bill Barr's names repeatedly. Um the the investigation into Biden was closed. He's even Trump is even confused about the prosecutor here, mm -hmm. uh, which is another remarkable thing about all these developments. I, of course, am still making my way through the um, really really detailed um, publication of, of the whistleblower. Uh, but, which, which day's times was that? Yeah, it's like a it's a large three page yeah, three page it, spread that goes into footnotes and highlights an specific and certain language yeah. and passages. It's a pretty remarkable piece of uh, civic unfolding. 
it, it's like I mean, a to PhD. give plot it's to journalism here it's like a phd yeah I mean, it's uh you know and they of course you know it's interesting when i listened to uh mcguire on thursday i was sort of you know waking up when i i heard uh um, National Public Radio, the Michigan station, switch over to live hearings. So I thought, okay, I'll listen to this for a little while. It's very, very useful sometimes to not watch things on TV and just lay back and listen. Because mm. you catch little details that are very interesting. It's quite clear after a while that this whistleblower was a man. There were several slip-ups where a congressman or woman would say he, and then like Three seconds later, go, whoops, uh, he or she. Or she. Ah, <laughs> uh, what happened to the pronoun they? <laughs> I guess that's not quite <laughs> in widespread use yet. But this is the thing, this is one of the things, I mean, the, the one section that I love is the um, circumstances leading to the phone call of uh, the 25th of July, the presidential phone call. That's got some remarkable stuff. This is what's even more remarkable. In the Inspector General letter, um, the uh, whistleblower writes the following. More recently, in issuing Executive Order 13848, imposing certain sanctions in the event of foreign influence in a United States election, on September 12, 2018, President Trump stated the following regarding foreign influence in United States elections. I, Donald J. Trump, President of the United States, find that the ability of persons located in whole or in part outside the United States to interfere in or undermine public confidence in United States elections including through the unauthorized accessing of election and campaign propaganda, disinformation, etc., constitutes an unusual and extraordinary threat to the United States. This is Donald Trump issuing a finding in September of 2018 that he then violates himself, <laughs> along with Giuliani. You wonder the extent to which he even understands the concepts as they're spelled out in written language before him as his mouth says those sounds. I mean, uh, hello? Yes. And, of course, this is cited as a uh, footnote, uh, footnote you. It's an executive order. Um, obviously, Trump forgot he issued it. I, you know, I guess uh, having uh, Trump as a client gives Rudy a degree of like self-awareness just by context or proximity because Giuliani had the good sense over the weekend to announce his decision to withdraw from a KGB sponsored paid speaking event right. that he was to travel to Europe uh, to make for something called uh, the Eurasian Economic Union based out of Moscow. Uh, I'm going to cancel that gig. Uh, it turned into a busy weekend. Kind of busy. Not going to be able to make that one. I'm, uh, as Ron Ziegler, press secretary for Richard Nixon during Watergate, famously said, all previous statements by the president of the United States are inoperative. <laughs> That's a great sweeping statement. Um, it's circling back to Barr. And as for Giuliani, let's just throw in 
gosh, it would have been fun to have a modified limited hangout with (laughs) (laughs) those Russian intelligence people. (laughs) They know how to party. They could compare notes on uh, election interference and disinformation because Giuliani has been an agent of disinformation repeatedly uh, over the last three years. That's his function. He's not really Trump's lawyer here. I mean, he's not appearing in any court anywhere uh, defending anybody. He's Trump's date. Remember remember when he dressed up in drag when he was in New York? Trump... uh, well, you know, actually, attacked him on stage, apparently. This week on Donington Abbey, <laughs> Giuliani can get back into drag, go as Trump's date, and they can double date with those Fox uh, lawyers. Uh, I forget the dude's name, him and his wife, who are uh, also being named as having been uh, identified by Giuliani as people who he was, you know, uh, utilizing their skills. Oh God! What's the? They're the two of the TV lawyers. Oh, Tonzingling, v- Victoria Tonzington, and the Joe Denova. Yeah, Yeah, Who's been in apparently some vociferous <clears throat> arguments with other Fox hosts? This is turning into well, a family feud. Fox is having a bit of a turf war <laughs> as hosts skirmish from show to show against each other. That's amusing to see. Uh, clearly. Uh, Hannity has perhaps begun to see the edge of the lawn at last. His his leash goes right up to that point. Uh, the extent to which he'll continue to uh, carry water for that guy. Uh, but others on Fox are beginning to back away uh, and question. And uh, even, what's his name, Chris Wallace, uh, really not taking uh, Stephen Miller's refusal to answer the question right. uh, at all. So, wow, even Fox. Well, I think Trump is in big trouble when his television defenders are going to be uh, Stephen Miller, Kellyanne Conway, and Rudy Giuliani. Uh, hey, Mo! Hey, Mo! <laughs> Wonder... Wonder when John Bolton is going to make an appearance. Actually, he did make an appearance today, but he went back to the North Korea uh, talking points. And as for the Ukrainians, I mean, you know, let's remember this is a giant country. Uh, it's I looked it up. It's about the size of New Mexico and Arizona combined. It's big. It's got about fifty million people. It was considered the breadbasket yes. of the Soviet Union. Very rich soil, and an incredibly. Uh, tragic history involving uh, connections with the Soviet Union and Russia. The they collective famines, farming debacle you know. was, uh, Ukraine was where that was uh, mostly happening. And they've always had uh, these uh, rabid nationalists who have, uh, well, in some cases in World War II, they collaborated with the Nazis. Um, in other cases, they uh, fought the Soviets. And in other cases, they fought with the Soviets. There's a very large Russian ethnic population in the Ukraine. And, of course, eastern Ukraine, uh, the Donbass region where uh, Putin, where he's trying to basically annex the Donbass along with the Crimea, which he's already kind of done. Uh, Trump was was quick to add that this happened under my predecessor (laughs) when he was at the U.N. with, with, with his press conference with Zelensky. And then I thought, well, the follow-up is, yeah, what have you done about it for the last 30 months other than praise Putin? 
footsie wootsie with pootsie wootsie. <laughs> and of course, I do subscribe to the theory that this. Uh, that the Russian intelligence is behind the bogus Ukrainian conspiracy theory that Trump believes. That fits into everything, if you think about it logically. Uh, I always recommend The Spy That Came In From The Cold. What a great movie uh, starring Richard Burton and uh, Claire Bloom, the movie version of the John Le Carre mm-hmm. A uh, novel is is about this problem of ascertaining who is credible and who isn't. How does disinformation in the spying uh, industry work? What? How does counterintelligence work? This is very confusing stuff. And uh, Trump has Patsy written all over him. Well, he it's over his head because uh, he doesn't read anything. And uh, I mean, his intelligence seems to come from Fox News. <laughs> That's pretty scary. And uh, I don't doubt, by the way, that the CIA, um, I'm not saying they planted this guy. Uh, I I genuinely believe he was uh, performing his duty as part of a rotation. And he was talking to people in the White House and going, what is going on here? (laughs) This this is incredible. So it's irrelevant that he doesn't have firsthand information, that he didn't hear the call directly. This is kind of like Bob Woodward talking to eight mm-hmm. or nine people and pretty much getting the same story from the same group of people. Uh, there's no evidence that he has any political bias. What, what's his political bias? He takes an oath of office just like Donald Trump to uphold the Constitution, as do members of Congress. Indeed. Some the, take the, that oath seriously. This idea that there's treason going on because Adam Schiff is asking questions at these hearings is absolutely ridiculous. It's it's beyond the pale. And, you know, if Will Hurd is going to be the only House Republican to kind of realize, well, we should at least investigate these allegations, um, I think that's very unfortunate. Uh, the Ukraine, by the way, has played a role in our elections. Here's an example. Back in uh, 2014, uh, lobbyists uh, from Gazprom Bank, a subsidiary of Russia's largest supplier of uh, natural gas, um, got involved in funneling money to Mitch McConnell. Moscow Mitch, anybody? Um, Foreign nationals are prohibited from contributing to Senate races, but according to the Dallas Morning News... During the 2015-16 election election season, Ukrainian-born oligarch Leonard Len Blavatnik, who has British and American dual citizenship, put a small fraction of his $20 billion into GOP races. McConnell took $2.5 million for his GOP leadership fund, Senate leadership fund, from two of Blavatnik's companies— Others included uh, political action committees for Marco Rubio, Lindsey Graham, Ohio Governor John Kasich, and Arizona Senator John McCain. Of course, he's deceased, but who's been the most loyal defender of the Donald unit? Puppy dog. Little puppy dog. Lindsey Graham. Nothing wrong with the call. Perfect. He agrees. It's a perfect call. Perfect call. You know, and I'm like, perfect? 
Yeah, it's perfectly mindless is what it is. And the Ukrainians, by the way, were are being still investigated in their role. And, of course, this, this gets into the complicated politics of the Ukraine that and I really don't want to get into at the moment because it's, it's really more complicated than American politics. Who's a reformer? Who's pro-Soviet, pro-Russian? Who's uh, pro-Western uh, uh, democracy? Who's pro-NATO, et cetera, et cetera? But uh, they contributed substantial millions of dollars to Donald Trump's inauguration committee. In fact, yeah, uh, in fact, the inauguration was swimming in Ukrainians. Yeah. And, of course, that's connected to Manafort. Manafort was not in any legal trouble at that time. Uh, his problems began to unravel uh, when Michael Flynn's problems began to unravel. But Trump hired Flynn. Trump hired Manafort. He hired Carter Page. He hired George Papadopoulos. He hired Rick Gates. These people worked for Donald Trump. He hired them. He's responsible. Corey Lewandowski was was relieved of duty by Donald Trump uh, days after the uh, infamous meeting at Trump Tower on the 9th of June, 2016, where Paul Manafort was present with Don Jr., Jared Kushner. Uh, what was discussed at the meeting? Does anybody really believe that it was about the Magnitsky Act? Come on. <laughs> I can't even pronounce it. <laughs> Magnitsky, I think. Yeah, Magnitsky. It's well, know, Russian adoption stuff. But uh, I think over the weekend, the, the KGB also announced, or the Kremlin announced, rather, that, uh, oh, well, this Ukrainian transcript has been released. Uh, that sort of breaks a kind of protocol. I hope conversations with Putin will be allowed to remain secret. Yeah. And, of course, well... Yes, many of us would like to know a little bit more about those uh, phone calls to Putin. Phone calls to the crown prince of Saudi Arabia, I suspect, might also reveal um, deeply embarrassing uh, political connections. I mean, the misuse of, and I think this is where we get back to Pompeo, uh, the extent to which Barr is implicitly involved in sort of turning the blind eye to because oh, the whistleblowers report came to him but even though he's named in it he said well there's no I, I don't see any reason to pursue criminal investigation on this so there's some weird conflict of interest things there with Barr but uh, you know is Pompeo the one who helps make the decision to hide these transcripts in the uh, deep vault where actual national security secrets are kept rather than simply administrative faux pas and blunders. And I, one of the questions to watch, you know, to have in mind as uh, this popcorn poppers out of control over the next couple of weeks is how long will it be before Giuliani, Pompeo, Barr turn on each other? Or wh who will be the first to turn on Trump? Well, it, it, there's no question politically that Pence and uh, Pence is going to get Pompeo. roped into this too are political rivals. They are both I in the 2024 mm. uh, presidential run. And I don't think there's any question in my mind. There were a lot of stories over the last two months that Pence was about to resign to pursue a Senate race in Kansas. Uh, he might have sensed 
maybe it's time to get off this sinking ship. Uh, of course, he's been this very aggressive uh, voice of Donald Trump, uh, you know, trying to start wars and yelling about war and active war, you know, with Iran. And it, it's all pretty, pretty amazing stuff. And, of course, it's a long way from being done. Uh, just to remind you, you are listening to WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Uh, do stay tuned. Yazoo City Calling is coming up next. Of course, uh, the immortal words of Giuliani remain. We are not meddling in an election. We are meddling in an investigation. <laughs> Brilliant. I, I, I... Okay, well, good enough. Yeah, that says it all. <laughs> Those are the damning <clears throat> words. And, of course, he did that in a... Media Those interview. are called Freudian slips, right? Well, you, he, he, oops, I said the loud part quiet and the quiet part loud is how Krusty the Clown says he, it. He thinks he's, you know, he thinks he's untouchable because he was the mayor of New York when 9-11 happened. You know, he's New York. He's he's America's mayor. Well, <laughs> he's America's crazy old coot. Yeah. Who once was a lawyer. Yeah. Once was a lawyer. And maybe they need to look into his. Uh, investigative uh, tenacity uh, involving Donald Trump back in New York in the 1980s. Uh, that might re- be quite revealing. I, I, You know, when you read that Donald Trump is now wants to investigate Hillary Clinton emails from 2009, right. I'm like, what? What, what purpose is that going to serve? Thanks to Andrew for engineering. Uh, do stay tuned here on WCBN FM Ann Arbor Yazoo City Calling. Coming up next. Quid pro quo. The Community Farm of Ann Arbor has openings for new members. Operated according to the principles of biodynamic and community supported agriculture, the farm is located west of Ann Arbor at 1525 South Fletcher between Jackson and Sile Church Roads. Full-time farmers, apprentices, and volunteers work together to provide fresh produce for dozens and dozens of local families who visit the farm to pick up their shares. You can communicate with the farm online via communityfarmofaa.org or call 734-433-0261. 